When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. It's the final word daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon sat in a backyard in Sydney about, I don't know, seven kilometres from the SCG ahead of the third test match between mm-hmm. Australia and Pakistan for cbussuper.com.au. You've been at the I reckon today. five and a half. Five and a half. I've not been there. You have. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give us a 30-second summary of the press conference just to start? Okay. Um, Pat Cummins, uh, 15 questions about David Warner, 11 questions not about David Warner at Pat Cummins' press conference. So that gives you a sense of how things were going. Mm-hmm. And Sean Masood, obviously a, a fair bit of argument behind the scenes with the rest of the team administration about what the makeup of the 11 was, didn't have one for us, and then they put it out about three hours later. <laughs> um, interesting day. Interesting day. It was curious. Uh, so if, if I double back on that, the Pat Cummins presser was pretty standard. It was pretty, you know, just... Uh, standing on the boundary line, Cummins doing that thing that he does. So 30 seconds is over, by the way. This yeah. is, I'm just I'm just freewheeling from here. Um, just being very nondescript. He's very good at just giving minimal answers without seeming rude, but he just doesn't give a whole lot. Like he's got quite. He can good do at both, just, can't he? He yes. can he can do the um, short, sharp answer, move to the next question mm-hmm. without being rude, and he can also give the quite expansive, mm. thoughtful, detailed. Yep. Knows he's giving a news line. Yep. So when he's in that kind of mood as yep. well, he can kind of shift gears quite nicely. Which he did in terms of Warner when you know when they he obviously got asked questions about um, how you'll remember him and what you'll miss and that kind of thing. And yep. so he did give some longer answers there. But then um, and then the Sharma Masood one. So initially, this is this is quite boring stuff in a way, but it's also kind of interesting in a way. So it was due for twelve forty. They sent a message up to say, well, we might be five or ten minutes late. Um, so everybody troops down there five or ten minutes afterwards, and then we sit around there for about another forty minutes waiting for them to come. Um, so there's no message to say we're going to be 40 minutes late. There's just a message to say 5 or 10. Then he comes in, and last time in Melbourne he gave an 11 immediately at that point, and this time he said, well, we don't have one yet. We're not sure. Um, and so I think you can read between the lines that there was a fair bit of discussion back and forth about what the makeup should be, yep. whether they should take a punt on playing Abra Ahmed, the leg spinner who um, is, is dear to our hearts already. He's played six tests, 38 wickets, and gone for a shitload of runs. Like his average and strike rate are quite fine because he's yeah. taken enough wickets to... I yes. think he finished... He was Pakistan's leading wicket-taker in Test cricket this year with like right. 15, which says more about how little Test cricket they've played. Mm. And he, all his numbers look fine until you dig a bit deeper and you realise yeah. he's bold. He's had so many sort of mm. four-for-120s yeah. in a short career. He's got Titch a 200-plus in there. He's got yeah, a four-for-200. Yeah. He's got the six-for-120-odd that he... No, the seven-for, wasn't it? Seven That's for boo, one, yeah. 120, 140. On debut as well. Um, leg spinner, it has uh, variation deliveries as well, exciting, but he's got this injury issue and they just weren't confident that he would get through a full test match. But I think that's what a lot of the back and forth was about, was whether do we risk it, do we play him? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sajid Khan will play instead the off-spinner. Um, there's this kind of delusion that Sydney's still a spinning pitch. I still don't understand it. They were like, well, we had Abra earmarked that we had to get him to play in Sydney because this is what Shah Masood was saying, because, because it spins here. It doesn't spin. I mean, a little bit, but it's not. It's not 
what it was. Like it's just a road. It's just a runs wicket. Well, it's an average. The average uh, runs per wicket at the SCG is higher than anywhere in the country over mm-hmm. the last five years. Yeah, but and in I'd a say way, the last twenty. I reckon you go back uh, pretty much this century. It's been. I counted twenty six innings where teams have made four hundred or more in Sydney this century. So okay. in the last twenty four years. Yeah, I would say that. It has given something to spinners, but not in a disproportionate kind of way. More because mm. it's like the longer, the last test in the run, and thus we're deeper into the season. Usually, right. more traffic on the pitch. It's a, it's you know, a, a square that's not a drop-in square as well, which mm. I think feeds into that um, over the years that we've yeah. we've thought that well, a, a natural pitch is more likely to take the spin. Similar to how we thought Adelaide would do that for a long time until they had drop-ins and mm. the, the complexion there's changed. The, the big days out for bowlers in shield cricket at Sydney, though, in the last couple of seasons have been when there's been extra grass left on yep. and it's been the seamers running amok. So yep. I know Australia there played... Bit, there is yeah. a bit. It's a greenish pitch, but I, I mean, my... my suspicion is that it's going to play like these ones often do where it's green for about three hours, then it dries off, um, and then it doesn't do much. I may be wrong, but we've just... We've been burned before by these yeah. kind of wickets in Sydney. The one caveat to all of this, or the one um, uh, extra piece of information, is that we the, the test match, four of the last five test matches here have been draws. Three of them have been rain-affected draws. So yep. we're, with the exception of 2021, when India did a sterling job on the final yep. day, initially chasing and then saving... Um, in that in that um, yep. in that pivotal test match of the Border Gavaskar series, um, it's been more that test matches like last year's. I think there was about I don't know 180 overs in the whole match or something mm-hmm. like that because rain got the better of them. Yep. Um, so and last year Hazelwood was the best of the bowlers. Australia mm-hmm. played two spinners. It's a good quiz question. Who was Australia's second spinner at the SCG last year? Ashton Agar. That's right. He ding, bowled ding. about three overs, didn't he? Well, he bowled about 15 maybe, across the yeah. test, but he did, he went wicketless and he bowled. Yeah. No, he did well enough to. To, to give the sense that he, he might go okay in India as the Akshar Patel mm. um, option. But he's, as he's gone on to explain later, his action fell apart in India. Mm. And, and the rest is history as far as his Red Bull hopes are concerned with Todd Murphy getting in there and doing it as he did. But there's been no talk of Todd Murphy, nor anyone else no. for that matter. Cameron Green had an impressive yeah. net yesterday by all reports and wasn't considered... Same 11, they're going to back the side that's won the last two weeks. I think that's pretty fair because, let's be realistic, let's be completely honest with ourselves and each other, they're not playing the same 11 against the Windies, right? We no. all know this. Against the Windies, there will be an opportunity for Hazelwood to miss a test, for Stark to miss a test, for Bowen to play a test, for Lance Morris to play a test. That is almost certainly how that's going to play out mm. because they've got two against New Zealand coming up at the back of the run, some white ball stuff in between. Because they've got about eight days between Sydney and Adelaide. I don't think any of those bowlers are going to I don't think it's about that. I think, I think it's going to be the, here's the chance we have to blood Morris and here's the mm. chance we have to give Bowen an opportunity. I, 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 it, just to keep him warm and keep him mm. in frame. I, I, I just don't see them playing the whole way through. Anyway. Cummins today said that that would be, he said it, it might not be likely that we're able to do it, but it would be nice to be able to do it. To, yeah. to play the same way. I just think and they that do like the consistency. It, and look, they deserve to play together as a group. There's yeah. no reason why they should be missing test matches. It's more that I think they'll take bigger picture with Morris and go, wouldn't it be good to give him a, an opportunity to bowl mm. a number of probable debutants? And Boland, it's more like a um, hey. a service award, like you've, yeah. been, you've been with the squad so often and you bowled so well in the World Test Championship well, final and yeah. everything that led up to that. And anyway, I might be wrong. There's but a lot of players is, who don't get the service award. Yeah. You know. oh, it's my gut is they'll play him. They've, they've, yeah. they've got Boland on a very strict regime mm. of how much he bowls in shield cricket and so on in order to get him a test match this summer. So It, it was instructive. Um, you would have enjoyed this today, the, the kind of press box chat um, between a few of our colleagues going... Um, uh, is anybody going to write the two spinners yarn? Any any two spin? Anyone going to write a two spinner story? Will they play two spinners? And nobody, everyone was like, nah, 
we're not going to. There's no point. We're there's no second spinner in the year. squad because they didn't. They didn't bring. There's Murphy always in. a second spinner story. But they normally it's, bring a second spinner yeah, into the. Swepson's been true. brought into the Sydney squad after yes. Melbourne about nine years in a row, mm. um, and of course Agar we mentioned already, and Steve O'Keefe for a couple of years and, before yeah, that. Yeah. Steve O'Keefe played this corresponding fixture back in 2017. He did. I forgot about that. This this was he, he played the two revolver. years in a row. This is where the glow sticks. I reckon. I reckon that was the Windies. I reckon that was the year before. Brief a short Test match where. Oh, that was in Brisbane, wasn't it? O'Keefe. No, no. Remember in Sydney the previous year they played the Windies it was a yeah, horribly yeah. rain affected test yeah, match yeah, yeah, that's right. and um, I think that's where we first started doing mm-hmm. the revolver stuff yeah. but um, O'Keefe bowled really well on the final day of that test and it fed him in nicely to yeah. dominate as he did in Pune about a month later but yeah the second spinner thing um, not to be this year mm-hmm. Usman Khawaja since his 100 well since the start of the test match here in 2018 where he made 170 something mm-hmm. he's averaged 200, uh, 212 on this ground 400s in his last four test matches here because two of them were twin tons he missed out against India in 2019 but so Usman's record here is unbelievable mm. still a fair bit of news around with Kawaja this week we learnt more about his submission to the ICC last week what it cited within it there was an emergency Cricket Australia board meeting to go through the, the whys and wherefores mm-hmm. of that so that's still ticking over in the background what we haven't discussed yet Jeff in this podcast and we probably should is David Warner is playing his final test match this week mm. and has Announced his retirement from one-day cricket in quite a shrewd way. He said that, well, I'm not going to be available for one-day cricket. I formally retire, but if you want to bring me back to play in the Champions Trophy, available if selected, (laughs) um, which is going to piss some people off because that's just the way things are with David Warner. But from his viewpoint, he wants to go full-time T20 circuit. This enables him to do so. He's not taking a national contract next year. He'll have one up until the T20 World Cup, which is fair enough. He's played plenty of international cricket on this contract cycle. He's entitled to retire. Um, but um, yeah, that he might come back as a non-contracted player in 2025. I can't see it happening because they'll, mm. by that stage, be preparing for their World Cup defence in 2027. They'll want to move on from Warner. But well, you know, it's a nice to have yeah. in the back pocket. Cummins pretty much quashed it today at his yep. presser. He's, he said that the point will be to look to the future at this exactly. point and give some other guys a go. Um, but he he said it might be a break glass in case of emergency thing. Yeah. You know, if they really need someone, which I don't think they will. I mean, generally in fifty over cricket, that's where people are queuing up for for the opening spots, right? That that's it in a sense. Like yes, it can be difficult, but a lot of the time it's the easiest place to bat. It's Go true. out, face a new ball, hit over the top. Um, the best players in your fifty over team all want to open the batting, even if they're not openers in the other formats. Like Mitch Marsh has done successfully. Like they they would like to see Cameron Green doing. Travis as he did in the T Twenty format as well. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think that's the easiest spot to fill in a lot of ways in in 50 over cricket oh you're totally right but they're not going to play a lot of 50 over cricket is the point I guess so we might get to the Champions Trophy cycle and they might have played another I don't know let's pick a number 10 one dayers and they Mm. may not have quite bettered it down yet Warner might be dominating in the IPL or something oh no Dave how do you feel about you can see a world where it happens I doubt it I doubt it but still Warner making that statement yesterday that he was finishing up in in that format and he gave a really good press conference about a whole number of issues about um, well about his emotion around Kawaja and the two of them mm. playing rep cricket together from age 10 and having met when they were six-year-old boys when their brothers were playing cricket against each other, which mm. is a really nice story uh, about um, Phil Hughes and discussing how he feels like Hughes would have been the one that went on to have the yeah. long test career, not necessarily him or Kawaja. He was the one they, they saw as being the superstar all-time opener mm. and just reflecting on, on the sadness of that nearly, or well, the tragedy of that nearly a decade later, remembering that Warner was you know out there... Um, 
with Hughes as he as he as he was hit. I mean, it's a ho- horrible thing mm. for anyone to go through, but that's a part of Warner's story too. Yeah, and and it has always been when he comes back to the SCG as well. You know, yep. that's that's the place where it happened. There is that extra layer of symbolism. You know, he's still it was the cameras were on at the first year that it happened but no he still does it every time since touches the plaque because he comes out to bat that sort of thing we kissed the turf didn't he when he's yeah. on 63 that first test match back where, he, right. where he was felled I mean it's this stuff this generation of Australian cricketers especially the guys that play for New South Wales mm. and South Australia they, they carry it around with them every week and I'm not surprised that Warner wanted to talk about this yesterday yeah because you would think about it you would think about the sliding doors situation you'd think you know he's he's got this emotional connection with Kawaja and, and with the fact that they were they have been able to have these last few years together it's a really nice way to finish off too after all of the chopping and changing of different openers and so on um, who've come and gone over, over the time that Warner's been there and, and he's been able to have this this last hurrah but he wouldn't be able to help thinking well it could and maybe should have been someone else and also that um, there's a world where Kawaja opens batting with Warner for the last 10 years as well mm. isn't there well I probably guess. in the post Rogers mm. era but they didn't quite get that that right with, right with Kawaja and it's taken him to this point where he's um, as I mentioned before had this extraordinary run since returning to the test side two years ago and he's made nearly two and a half thousand runs at 60 it, it's a crazy um, set of numbers and yep. and um, I know it was a, an unusual set of circumstances that saw him back but making the very most of it Jeff we might mm. take a pause and then return from our break by talking about a change at the top of the order for Pakistan final word uh, daily day before the Sydney test Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon is brought to you by Seabus Super and we made 284 episodes of the final word last year Jeff wow 284 of them uh, and I think we worked out the better part of 7 million downloads and views or something ridiculous like that they're, they're big numbers right these are, these mm-hmm. are, we're very proud of what we've done through this stretch of time this is episode number one of the new year number one and the new year that is with Seabus Super it who is. are celebrating year number 40 of what they do okay. so we're and pretty pumped 40 at, times one exactly well I'm just yeah. kind of what I was getting to was that we're pretty excited that we've been doing it. Jeff and I met 10 years ago this week in real life. Um, so they True. were probably celebrating their 30th anniversary CBUS in a formal mm. way in, in 2014. Well, in 2024, it's yep. 10 years of the final word, 40 years of CBUS. Um, it, it, it's, it's meant to be. Meant to be. Ryan Harris was about to head off to South Africa and do the thing on the one knee and, and David Warner made the twin tons at Cape Town and all the rest of it. That, would, that was 2014. That was yeah. the start of 2014. Uh, it was a different world back then. It was a different time, different time. So, yes. Um, numbers, though. Numbers. Numbers, percent Average return across the 40 across the forty year span. Mm-hmm. Don't have to say 39 years anymore. Nope. can actually say the 40-year span of their default My Super account, um, which is the one that you get put into um, by default, as you, mm-hmm. as the name would suggest. That, that is generally what happens uh, with defaults. As yeah. opposed to the myriad other options you've got when you receive by Super. And the, the two sweetest words in the English language. Default. default. Well, well slotted in. Mm. Um, past performance, not a reliable indicator of future performance, but bloody hell, what performance it's been for C by Super. Get involved, get your Super sorted out in 2024. Make it a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I know I, know I it's the sort of thing that sat on my to-do list for a long time, mm-hmm. um, not having had that part of my life resolved. And when I sorted it out, I felt a lot better about myself. You do the same. Send them, tell them we sent you mm-hmm. from C bus. Um, <laughs> Pakistan. Pakistan. Um, you were at their press conference and you said mm. before they didn't name a side, then they did. Yeah. Uh, and they've um, a fairly big structural change at the top. Well, it could be at the top. It could be at the top. We don't know yet. This is the thing because they put out an 11, but they listed a batting order. Um, but I don't think that batting order is right. I don't know. I mean, what's your what's your gut on this? Well, he o- he's opened... I mean, so the, the way that... So just let's just go through this from, from the start. So Zayab's coming in to be the replacement for Imam. Right. 
and but not necessarily to open. So he's listed to open at the moment on the on the PCB. I'm going to um, pull it out. I'm going to pull out the team list because I'm, we're doing this on the fly a little okay. bit here, and I'd rather give you accurate information. So to go down the list, yep. um, Saim Ayub is debuting. According to the sheet, yep. opening with Abdullah Shafiq with yep. Sharma suit at three, Barbara Azam at four, et cetera, et cetera. But the trick here, Amir Jamal's listed at 11. Yes. He's going to bat eight. So or nine, Ayub, because maybe, because Sajid Khan might bat eight. So Jamal true. might bat nine. That's true. So Sajid's in the off spinner instead of Abra Ahmed, the, the leg spinner. But um, listed as an opener, may not open because Sharma Massoud might go up to open. Could. Uh, He's done it before. They, and they might. They might slot into the into the middle order, Samo, because he's a very aggressive kind of player. He's they like him as a T Twenty ball striker. That's where he's done most of his domestic cricket. He's played a few first class games. He's made three first class tons, but he's not the most uh, experienced in that format. And they might not want to throw him to the wolves as an opener. And Sean Masood's opened heaps, and he bats three anyway, so it's a summer summer a lot of the time. So if he can go up to open, and and he was very determined, Sean Masood, to really we've got we've got three small children waving at us. <laughs> Yes, the window. They're having a great having time. Having a great time. <laughs> and also the dog. How did how did Slim get in there? He was out here before, and then no, how did no, he get no. inside. I don't mm-hmm. know. Magic. Resourceful. The, the point being that um, if Sharma has got to set the tone, and he was speaking about about it in his presser, he's like, "We've got to score quickly enough that we can put pressure on Australia. That's an important thing to be able to do." What better way to do that than to go and open the batting himself and, and show how it's done from okay. the start? So that's that's the other side cut. of it is is that Saim has a reputation as a mm. white ball player. Hit a six to win the CPL this year. Mm. That's a random thing for a sure. young Pakistani to do to play in a T Twenty yep. league and hit a six to win the comp. But um, I suppose that indicates from the good oil from uh, from those who watched that tournament is, is this guy's an absolute gun. Mm. Um, he's also had a really good first class season in Karachi. So. Um, you know, there, there is there is signs. I don't mind mm. it. Imam, I feel for a little bit. I don't think he's given himself the best chance to succeed. A guy who's got nine one-day hundreds and a really strong set of one-day numbers and not allowed himself to yeah. play Very with the freedom. Very record away, though. Yeah, not giving himself the chance to play with the freedom. He averages 16 in Australia yeah. across about five test matches now, or four, that would have been his fourth. So I get why they dispensed with him and, and left him be for the time being. Um, he's got a much better record at home. He's only 27 as well. Like It feels yeah. like he's been around for years, but he's not that old. Yeah, his debut was that Irish test match when he knocked himself out. That's five years ago, hmm. for five and a half years ago. So, um, But yeah, um, uh, Shane Sharafredi, I'm not sure why Shaheen's not playing. I think he's just sore. I think he's bowled 100 plus overs across the series, yeah. um, and he's he did look like he was warming up more and more into form as as he got through that Melbourne Test. He looked better as the Test went on. It's a shame though, because right, he takes six wickets last week. Yeah. It's the first time he's had a real influence mm. on a Test match in Australia. He was taking his wickets in 2023 at an average yeah. of 50. That comes down to 39 in the space of one mm. Test, and you know maybe he starts 2024 yep. well, remembering this is the ground where. Um, Pakistan have won two of their four tests in Australia, one in 1977 where Imran took 12 wickets in the match and one in 1995, their most recent in this country when mm. Mushtaq Ahmed Mushtaq took Ahmed, nine in the match yeah. and Ijaz Ahmed made a big hundred. So these are, these are names yep. that go way back into history now. There's yep. no link to the current team. There's so no, you know. Basically, they've got the quicks who are left. So they've got Hassan Ali, they've got yep. Mia Hamza and they've got Jamal because yep. they're the only ones left standing at the end of the tour. I guess that's right. All right, we'll be, we'll be, we will be, we will, we will, I promise you, we will be at the, at the Sydney place. Cricket Ground, yibbity yibbity. Um, and we will be there every night for cbysuper.com.au. Mm-hmm. We will be talking a lot about David Warner, I suspect, and many other things mm-hmm. as well. Let's hope the rain doesn't influence the test match too much. The forecast isn't crash hot, but better than it was. Better, it's better than it was, and it's better than what the forecast and was it's last year. Better than it has been at other times. Yes, something about Sydney and rain at this time of year. 
Anyway, that's the way it goes. Uh, let's do that tomorrow. Okay. I'm Adam Collins. He's Jeff Lemon. Catch you then. Ciao.